Hello, I'm Steve Sisson. I'm the host of the Running On Purpose podcast, training the body, mind, and soul for what the race requires. And this is the return of the Running On Purpose podcast. I'm back. This is the first episode of season two, a pretty short introductory episode just to whet the appetite and get you guys back in the saddle and to get me feeling comfortable back in the saddle. I had hoped to get this reboot or return scheduled for early September, but I ran into some challenges, some life challenges. And so here I am now. And interestingly enough, I'm recording this on October 4th, 2023, which is my birthday. And that was a hard deadline that I'd set for myself to get my candy ass procrastinating self back into this recording studio booth and getting this done. So hopefully those of you who found this episode have continued to remain subscribed to this podcast, even though it's been in hiatus for the last three years. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I chose to continue with this name rather than selecting another name because I feel like I already have a certain number of subscribers who would be looking for this kind of content. Um, and I also feel like I need to lean into the concept of running on purpose. Um, and I'll continue to flesh that out over the coming episodes as we proceed. So who am I? Who is this guy that's creating even another running podcast? Does the world really need another running podcast? I think I've said that before. And I would argue, yes, it does. Um, because I think this podcast and my content that I'll be sharing with you all is unique in the field of running. Um, as I said, I'm training the body, mind, and soul for what the race requires. It's a very practical podcast. The goal being to pro provide for you intelligence, insights, practical applications, things to work on that focus beyond just the ones and zeros of training theory and periodization, but also reach deep into the kinds of things that are needed in the middle of a race, when the shit hits the fan, when the going gets tough, and when you really, really need to bring more to the table. And that's what's exciting to me. I do think running is fantastic. I just love it as a, as a, as a practice, as a way of being in the world, a way of taking medicine, being... Um, a good human being, it feels like, but also because there are cutting edge needs, things you need to be on the cutting edge, things you need to be able to dance on the edge, as I like to tell my athletes that I work with. Um, and so what I'm hoping is to continue to provide for you lots of information that will be practical and useful. So who am I? I'm going to go through a who, what, where, when, how, and why. Okay? Um, that's my plan, and we'll see how I do. So who am I? So I'm Steve Sisson, and I'm based in Austin, Texas. I coach in person here in Austin, um, adult athletes, and I also coach online across the world. And the name of my business is Telus Running, and you can find us at www.telusrunning.com. Um, you can join our group if you're interested, and I'll provide opportunities for you to peek behind the scenes to see what we do in our program if you're interested in being guided and coached to specific goals. 
But that's not why I'm doing this podcast. Um, that's a small part of it. I would like to my business to get some benefit, but mostly I just need to get back in front of this microphone and start doing this again. So I work with all race distances and disciplines, um, but my focus over the over the last, say, 10 years or so has been more in the 5K to marathon distance, and I do some ongoing individualized ultra programming too. So what's my experience? So I've coached and run at every developmental level. Let me repeat that. I've coached and run at every developmental level. So youth, high school, collegiate, professional, adult, and master's. So I've run the gamut in being professionally engaged as a full-time coach um, across the spectrum of age groups, um, sexes, and distances, and um, developmental levels. I find that the adult level is the one that's most inspiring to me over the long term. I did love being a collegiate coach, I have to admit, working with I worked at the University of Texas with the women's distance program for seven years and coaching that age group, um, being in the collegiate world uh, was the attitude there is cutting people's heads off and shitting down their throats. And that that really appeals to me um, at a competitive level. But that is a really challenging workplace. And I have a seven-year-old daughter, stepdaughter, and a family. And I love, and I love spending time with them. And I'm a homebody and the idea of staying in that rat race of the collegiate coaching world, um, especially as I mentor a few collegiate coaches currently and talk with them consistently, and uh, it does not seem like a place that I would be happy being in. And this is, um, this is what I love to do. I love working with the adult population, who I think are the primary listeners to this podcast. Um, I will be doing some episodes around youth running. So, I mean, around high school running and, and developing um, uh, the mindset and the approach as a young person on the men's and women's side for, young, for boys and girls on how to approach distance running as a fun project. But the main focus of this podcast has been and will continue to be on the adult athlete. Those warriors and athletes who are trying to improve themselves in the context of having a very busy life schedule where life balance is really important, work, family, um, recreation, fun. I find that uh, helping people understand and feel the beauty of running, how much running is a path with heart, how it can absolutely change us at a core level and to make us better human beings. Um, and I think that I can make a really big impact and have made a really big impact over the last 30 plus years of my coaching career in helping people change their lives. And I do think running has that. And you'll get a lot more of that over um, the coming episodes. So I've also, again, run at every race distance and middle distance discipline. So I have coached the road, the track, the trail, cross country, ultra and mountain. And I've also competed at all those areas. So a pretty wide breadth of experience, both coaching and, um, and being competitive athlete. Um, I also do consultations for individual athletes where we'll work typically on like a specific project to help the athlete adjust or adapt or tweak whatever they've got coming up or whatever their current program is if they have another coach. And I like to help, I do special work with dialing and mental training 
um, and providing pre-race strategy sessions. So, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I have a lot of experience at it. And I think um, from a coaching perspective and as an athlete, I started running when I was six and racing when I was eight. Anybody who's heard me has probably heard me make that litany before. So that's like, I just turned 54. And so that means that I have been, you know, running for, what is that? Uh, I don't know, 47, 48 years. Um, and rate, and I raced for, you know, 45, 46 of those. Uh, I don't race much anymore, but, you know, occasionally I'll hop in a race. And also, uh, I've coached since, um, I graduated from college in 1993 and pretty much consistently and continuously throughout that time frame. Didn't always coach professionally. Sometimes I coached friends or colleagues, but I coached as a volunteer coach at the University of Texas from 93 to 94 and then coached at Runtex through a variety of their programming and kind of came up through the heyday of getting more and more folks into adult running. Um, now, I've also been podcasting um, since 2016, pretty much continuously. Um, I started, uh, you can find my past contributions um, at the first one is Rogue, the Running Rogue podcast, which I co-hosted the first 100 episodes with Chris McClung. That was between 2016 and 2018. Consider that the golden age of podcasting. <laughs> that podcast is legendary. As not a month goes by when I don't receive a thank you via email or social media for the part I played in that iconic run with Chris. It was so much fun. And I do still miss that companionship and the vibe of that podcast. And honestly, I think I'm returning to this podcast primarily in, as an inspiration um, by being inspired by the response that people have made um, and I still receive on the quality of the content that we produced. And I feel like I still have things I can share um, not necessarily things that aren't necessarily out there, but different perspective and a different approach and a different way of seeing things. So if you enjoyed the my, my um, hundred episodes on the Running Rogue podcast, there's going to be a lot more of that here. Um, then after I left Rogue uh, in 2000, late 2018, I started um, Telos Running and I, and I started right away in January of 2019 with the Telos Running podcast. Um, and I ran that until September of 2019, uh, and I rebranded re it under um, the name of the Running on Purpose podcast here. Uh, and there's still episodes that you can find on Apple Podcasts, I think, but I think it's pretty much been scrubbed from all other hosting sites. Um, the quality uh, was pretty uneven, and the consistency was uneven. But it was my attempt to learn sort of the ropes of podcasting. That was when I first started to do it all by myself, when I did the podcast with Chris. Uh, the Running Rogue podcast, he was the producer, the recorder, and did all that stuff. I, and, and I didn't edit it or and did all those things, and I didn't. And it took me a long time to learn how to do that. Arguably, maybe I don't do it well even now because I pretty much like to get the tape rolling and keep it going. But I did that for a while, and then I, then I started up the, as I said, Running On Purpose podcast. Um, I ran that, got in the groove of putting up some pretty consistent content, some pretty good quality content. And I highly recommend those of you who are going to be perhaps waiting for um, the next episode. I plan on putting the next episode out um, in two weeks. Um, more on that in just a minute. But um, if you haven't explored that other content, uh, then I highly recommend picking or choosing one or two episodes to, to find in that. There's some really good gems in there. Um, I highly recommend the self-coaching um, podcast episode. The one on marathon race strategy is something I continue to share consistently to every one of my athletes as they produce, as they get ready for, um, marathons each fall and spring. And, um, 
there's good stuff there. And I also did the Legends, ep- a couple of episodes of the Legends with my friend uh, Jeff Webb, who really, really helped me um, continue during the early days of the pandemic, which were really challenging. So uh, there was a lot of varied stuff on there, but in, I just decided to stop doing it in the fall of 2020. 2020 um, and that's why you see this gap. I placed everything before today, uh, before the fall of 2023 as season one. And season two is this new return or reboot of the Running On Purpose podcast. So in between then, I did, um, I tried to do a little writing project called Run Gnosis, and I created some episodes around that. One was Fanboys, which I continued with my friend uh, Tomek Baginski, and then also did another one called Arete with uh, the great run philosopher Jason Brooks. And... um, those two may make their way back as uh, t- as occasional co-hosts of this podcast, but um, they that that project just didn't seem like I was really ready to kind of uh, get in the saddle. Um, but I feel, as I said before, a lot more like doing so. So, um, so what will we be doing? Uh, pretty much what you may be expecting from me, which is high quality content. Um, that's focused on practical training applications um, of a wide variety of modalities, ideas, concepts um, that run the gamut from uh, the exoteric, uh, the more obvious things around physiology and training and systems and volume and periodization and those kinds of things to the esoteric, things that I think that are really important for the inner game and how to really maximize your inner game. It's my opinion that this is a vastly underserved area. And I'm also going to share things um, that might fall into a bucket that people might call spiritual because I feel like running has this potential to be a path with heart and a way for us to frame how we, uh, how we live in the world. And I think in a lot of ways it has the same power that say yoga does or a martial art um, like Qigong or Aikido. And I think that this is an area of interest of mine that I feel like I'm going to keep going down. Um, each episode, we will I will let you know the sort of, you'll, you'll get by the title or my intro to it, how what direction I might be going, how I might be phrasing or thinking about it. But um, expect it to run the gamut. That's uh, what's going to keep me doing this for an extended period of time. And I think ultimately... Um, just like with the Running Rogue podcast, where Chris and I spent a lot of time early on trying to get folks to get to be excited about being track and field fans, um, it may have been frustrating at first when people just wanted to quickly get to the training tips. But um, eventually, many people in that podcast became track and field fans because something resonates, and there's something about this sport that's really amazing, um, both competitively but also at a deeper existential level—a way that sort of sits in your bones, what I like to call the soul aspect. And I'll break down what I mean by soul in a, in a future episode or episodes. But just know that's pretty much the plan. As I said, a podcast that's dedicated to training the body, the mind, and the soul for what the race requires. Uh, and again, that's pretty much what I did in the first 30 episodes. Um, but what we're looking at, too, is my plan is to have solo, co-hosted, or guest interview deep dive episodes every two weeks. And they'll be on topics related to distance running and training. So the first of these episodes will begin with foundations and fundamentals. 
uh, when we did the Running Rogue podcast, that was really where we started out. What are the key things that we thought, the first five, ten episodes were key aspects of running that we thought that were really important. They were mostly topical, but my plan is to go much more in depth and to dive a little bit deeper so that we can create sort of a basic overall ethos or a philosophy or approach that sets a groundwork for all the varied and specific topic plan, topic areas that I want to cover um, as we move forward. So much of what I do will be um, setting up initial important um, foundational and fundamental groundwork. Um, and you might say, well, that's going to be boring, perhaps, but I think that I can make it very interesting. I think I've got topics that so often when I'm coaching my individual athletes or coaching in a group environment, I refer to core principles or core elements that I feel like are essential to being a really good distance runner and racing well. And a lot of times those are sort of uh, not dialed in with enough detail or not reaching deep enough to give someone um, really, truly practical ways of understanding what's going on. And that's my goal. I've been doing this for a long time and I know where the misses are and I know where what the basic things are. And I'm going to go down that road for a good bit. So foundations, what I mean by foundations is like, what are the pillars that running is standing on? What are the conceptual pillars or the, the core concepts or core uh, experiential needs that someone needs to have in order to be effective? And then, so that's like, that's more conceptual, if you will. Um, and then from fundamentals, that's much more around um, the essential skills necessary to effectively train and race at the level that you want to. And uh, so often podcasts are focusing in on one specific topical interest um, and then they're going to make allusions to these foundations and fundamentals and it's my feeling that if I can align those out and get those stated early then I can always send you back to those sort of primer prim, those 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 primers, like the basics, and say, hey, listen to this episode. I do know from the old Running Rug podcast that that was a key thing that many times people, I, mean, I still have people telling me, well, miles matter. I've now sort of adjusted my <laughs> viewpoint on um, the essential aspect of miles, but it is something that really resonated with people and that people really caught on. And I feel like if I can bring out these foundations and fundamentals, it will make a really big difference to people having... Um, a grounding and an ability to pivot to whatever interest area they might have. Um, and those episodes have already begun to be researched and planned out. They're really good. I think they're going to be really good. Of course, I have to execute in terms of the delivery, but I do feel like um, I'm going to be hitting on some things that you think you know about, but you may not know in the kind of um, depth and uh, deeper experience of what, is important with those things and why maybe maybe there are fundamentals or foundations that you know that are important but you may not know why and what i hope to do is to create a like i said like something a ready reference um a field guide if you will to how you can approach running um the body mind and soul cool so um my plan is also to have uh, a variety of co-hosts, as I said. Um, I'm going to wait until 
um, we get into the groove a little bit before I do that. But my first co-host is a really good friend and former um, athlete of mine at the Rogue Athletic Club. His name's Carl Stones. So Carl was born and raised in Austin, Texas. Um, I got to know him that, at that time where he was a standout athlete at Round Rock High School. He went to the University of Tulsa and ran for Coach Steve Gully. Um, and he was a record holder in the steeplechase. He was an All-American, qualified in the, for the Olympic trials in the steeplechase. And then he ran for us at the Rogue Athletic Club as a professional athlete for a number of years. And I got to know him really well then. So Carl is now a practicing physical therapist who lives in um, Athens, Ohio. His wife, Sarah, who I also coached at the Rogue Athletic Club, um, they're good friends and we still keep in good contact. She's the head coach um, at Ohio University there. And he uh, he's interested in getting into the podcasting game, or at least I've been talking him into it. But as a physical therapist, he will help us break down injury rehab and mindset, strengthen preventative training kind of things, as well as a variety of training and coaching topics. So I also know that Carl is a bit of a philosopher and a running philosopher like I am. And so I'm excited to see how uh, how we proceed and progress in our co-hosting relationship. One thing I think some of you will really like is that, um, like Chris McClung in the Running Rug podcast, uh, Carl won't take any shit. And so he will probably call me on my bullshit if I'm bullshitting. And I'm looking forward to that as, as well. That's, uh, that's something I've really been missing is having... Um, a co-host I can do that with. Um, the co-hosts that I had in the past, they did, but but mostly it was my show and they felt like like they needed to be acquiesced to, to whatever it was that I was doing for good reason. But I know Carl, we've already had these conversations. He's like, no, I'm not going to put up with the BS if you're, if you're BSing. So anyway, I have two other, at least two other co-hosts who I'll be announcing later. Um, I just want the podcast to get its sea legs before I make that announcement. And they haven't really dialed in and said they're absolutely committed to this point. So, um, and we'll just wait until they do. Or, and if they don't, then it'll just be me and Carl or just be me myself, or maybe I'll find somebody else. But that's the plan. I just wanted you to know that's the plan. So where you're going to find me in the pod, in your podcast feeds. So, so where, um, you'll be able to find me in your podcast feeds, wherever you find them. Um, I'm also considering potentially a YouTube channel, but I really don't know if I'm up to doing the video editing and, um, don't really want to put out scratch for hiring a video editor at this point. But if you're really interested in that format or you have video editing skills and you're interested in this podcast, then just reach out to me. Let me know. Sisson at Telos Running. That's how you can get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. So when? So I'm committed to publishing every two weeks. Now, I know that many people have gotten used to and expect more of a weekly podcast format delivery. But my goal is to really give you quality content um, and to really dive deep and try to dig into concepts and ideas that will really be beneficial to you. And so I want to be sure that I have the time and energy to bring a long-term vision to this podcast rather than um, the fly-by-night, do something quick and not stay consistent um, approach that I've taken to this point. So... Um, I just want to be sure that I can bring the time and energy necessary and good quality episodes. Um, and so I just want to stick to a, currently I just want to stick to an every two week kind of um, process. So it could be that there are shorter topical or more motivational episodes that I come out with um, to come out between these bi-weekly episodes. But I want, again, I just want to be sure that I'm, that I'm, that I'm consistent and quality 
and that whatever I'm creating is resonating with listeners. Um, and I, I just don't want to overcommit and underdeliver. That's a big concern of mine. So this is stuff I believe that can stand the test of time. And I want these episodes to be that like that. And I know from my past experiences that when I felt under the gun or pressured to hit it by a certain date and I didn't give myself enough wiggle room, that it really became stressful. So I plan to push, publish the episodes on Thursday mornings. You can count on that. Thursday mornings by, you know, the time you wake up generally. And, um, well, it depends on where you're listening from. I have listeners to my other podcasts that are all around the world. But... Um, the plan is on Thursday mornings to get them out um, wherever you get your podcasts, right? So now the big question, why? Like, why get back at this? You've kind of been sleeping on it. You're, you kind of have a reputation. Maybe you developed a reputation at this point in time of being a little, a little slackadaisical and inconsistent with your podcasting. So, um... Maybe I should tell you why I stopped recording the episode since I disappeared in, in 2020 on this feed. Um, so the story of this return actually has a lot to do with why I stopped producing content. Um, and coming back is a lot of times um, precipitated by the, the leaving. And so I just want to share just a little bit with you about that right now. Um, maybe this is an interesting and you can just click through, but I know some of you care about this. So um, I just feel like in the interest of having this out to the world now, I don't have to actually reference it or come back to it in the future. So the first reason why I stopped doing the podcast in 2020 was um, post COVID stress. Uh, I'd lost so many athletes in my business because there were no races and I try was trying to hold up to that pressure, um, and eventually it just couldn't. Uh, I was also going through a significant personal life stress, a number of them, and it finally came to a head around that time, and I decided that I, I needed to step away from my sanity. And I probably should have shared that with everybody, but sometimes when that happens, you get depressed and you feel a little bit like a loser, and I just have to admit, I mean, that is the way I was feeling. Um, and it's really hard to put out quality content when you're um, in the dumps. And honestly, if, if I'm if I'm being really honest, I also feel like uh, I just didn't adapt well to the solopreneur lifestyle. I don't know that I'm cut out for it. I'm actually ruined for any other kind of business at this point. But um, the solopreneur game is really for those hustlers. And I'm not much of a hustler. I like to compete, I like to go hard, I like to push, but I also like rest and recovery. I have a, a slower version of life, um, and the idea of, of solopreneur expectations were, have been really challenging for me. So another thing that happened around that time was we transitioned to the Legends concept. You know, Jeff Webb, as I mentioned before, he helped me um, develop that idea. I really wanted to go down the road of creating content that was similar to what had just come out at that time, the uh, the uh, the Formula One series on Netflix. And I thought, wow, we could do a we could do a really cool version of that in podcast. But holy shit, that took a lot of work. <laughs> it was a lot of time needed for preparing and recording. And it was a lot for both of us. And Jeff I'm just so grateful and thankful for the commitment that he made to me and his gift of his time and his effort. And he was really good at it. And we were starting to build um, a good rapport there. But um, that 
that again came back to the solopreneur mindset that was just really hard for me to sort of see how I was going to be able to continue to put that kind of energy into it. Um, and again, you know, another piece of this is um, at the time I was still thinking about the kinds of listener numbers that my podcast with Chris had been getting at the Running Rug podcast. And I wasn't seeing those numbers in the metrics. Uh, and I was pretty focused on metrics at that time. I had a concern for out from how much reach the podcast had, what the listener metrics were, and I wasn't as committed to um, just staying focused on the on being passionate about the content and how that content could change people's lives in training and racing and in life in general. And um, you know, the pressure to produce quality content weekly, on top of feeling like I wasn't being listened to, which honestly was ridiculous and un. Uh, unsubstantiated and when I've, I've now done the various other podcast projects I have had I've, I now know that um, by the year 2020 and even now especially there are so many more podcasts for people to listen to and if you're looking for how many shares of listeners you have it's going to be a sad sorry state of affairs because there's just so much competition out there there's so many other things to do and podcasting is no, no longer in its golden age from an influencing perspective it feels to me like podcasting now is in the golden age of anybody's able to put something out which is awesome honestly it's really awesome but I also think that uh, at the time, I was still thinking about the kind of listenership. I mean, that Running Rogue podcast was getting 20,000 unique listeners a week. I think Chris had told me that number at some point. I don't think I'm pulling that out of my ass. Um, and I certainly wasn't getting those numbers um, with the Running on Purpose podcast. So anyway, you know, those things are reasons why I stepped away. Um, but what's changed? Maybe that's important. Um, the first thing that's changed is I have been doing another podcast, one called the Keep Going podcast that I do with Michael Kratchik. And I did it with John Shrupp was in the early episodes of that. I think we're on our 35th or 36th episode. Check that out if you're interested. And I got into a groove and I was having so much fun with these really interesting conversations where we talked about running culture, talk about coaching topics. We talked about shoes and gear and the history of running in this in, in Austin and all kinds of um, so many different topics and even music. We talked about a couple music episodes and that just brought me back alive to life in terms of thinking about podcasting and the listenership of that ep those episodes is consistent. It continues to grow. It's um, on the small side for sure, but it's a pretty niche topic area and in, you know, three, two or three guys who aren't well known in the world. We're not Des Linden and Kara Goucher and that's just fine. We're, we're just doing what we're doing. But it made me realize that there was so much more I wanted to talk about than we had time for in conversations. And, you know, Michael at this point is running a very successful business with the Trey you running. Um, and at the time John was, um, having life struggles and just, it was hard for him to be able to commit to doing a whole lot of work between episodes. And so we just decided to keep it loose and free and fun. But I've come to realize that I have so much content that I want and need to get out to the world. Um, I've been doing this for a long time. I have some insights, perhaps maybe even wisdom. Not sure. You'll have to decide that. But I also have a highly unique and idiosyncratic coaching and talking style. And I just think I found out by doing that Keep Going podcast for the last few um, months. I think we started it up almost a year ago in November. That um, 
I'm not so bad at it. I'm not nearly as bad at it as I thought I was. And so uh, I feel much more comfortable with extemporaneous speaking. I feel much more comfortable about sitting in a pocket. I feel much more comfortable about my ability to edit and and change my opinion and reformat ideas that uh, the podcasting medium allows. So that's one reason why I feel like I've come back. Um, I also think... Uh, to create content, uh, I need uh, dedicated listeners. I'm one of those people who um, I need some people to be getting, listening to my podcast or my, my content, and then also feeling like it's making a difference in their lives. And uh, that response, um, for whatever reason, um, I think it's a human nature, but for me, it's it's strong. It's strong in me. And um, I find it difficult if uh, if people aren't listening. And, and since I stopped doing the podcast, I have done a number of um, specific podcasts for my athletes. Um, I did a series this spring on um, the mind and what the mind in running is and trying to do an entire course around mental training concepts. And, um, you know, my Telus running athletes, they're trying to balance busy jobs, busy lives, families, and all those things. And I was putting a lot of time and energy into early episodes and there weren't, they weren't listening that much. And it could have been that the quality of the product wasn't there. I don't think so. I think the quality is really high, but the feedback I got was, gosh, Steve, you're really overwhelming us with content. That was when I realized, oh gosh, I really do need to come back with this podcasting. I do need to get back in the saddle because I have a need to put this stuff out there and I have a need for people to listen to it. Because once People told me that it was a little bit too much for them, a little bit hard for them to to consume all the content I was making. I realized, oh gosh, I need to reformat this. But then I thought, well, why don't I just put it out to the world? Um, my athletes, uh, that stuff I was talking about was outside the scope of the specific day-to-day periodization training plans that I was creating for them. Um, and so I thought, wow, I, I need help with marketing. I need more marketing um to get out to the world. I'm, I'm probably one of the world's worst marketers. And I felt like maybe this was a way I could advertise what I do. Uh, maybe it's foolish that to think that I'll draw athletes from this project. Um, but regardless, I just feel like I need to do it. Um, I need to get this stuff out to the world. Um, and then finally, this is, uh, again, a little bit, a little bit about the way I, I hope to approach the running on purpose podcast. Um, I spent some time this summer really working with dreams and thinking about dreams and how dreams, I have never been much of a dreamer in my life. You know, I have some big dreams I remember, some some things, but, you know, my wife, she she dreams all the time. She has big dreams all the time. And, and I didn't. And I was just like, I really am interested in dream work and what's going on with dreams. And so I started um, paying attention to them, keeping a dream journal, and also working with them and Honestly, you can expect to get an episode on dreams because I think dreams are an incredible way to be considering um, the opportunities for training and racing that can come from them. And so in my dreams, I just kept having this recurring um, crazy dream all summer about getting this podcast back up and running in a way that it felt like, uh, like the universe or whatever is out there that is so creative and so driving us forward and pushing us to be to be more, to be active, to be engaged, to be generative in this world, was telling me, as uh, Pre would say, that I was sacrificing my gift and that I have a special gift to give, and this is part of that. 
and that I needed to get back in the saddle. So that's how we got here. And that's why I'm doing this. Uh, expect an episode um, in two weeks to kick this thing off beyond this particular episode. It will be on a topic around foundations where I'll be breaking down the foundation of what I'm calling the practice or the aspect of running um, that I think is the core essential attribute that we all bring to the sport. We treat it and we know it as a movement practice first and then racing, which I call the pursuit, comes out of this daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, lifelong movement practice. So I'm going to break that down. This is something I've been working on for a long time, really right when the pandemic hit. I started really thinking about this and um, I'm ready to start digging deep into it. So I plan a couple of episodes around that. Each episode will really kind of play out by how I ramble and where I go with it. So I'm not making a hard stop of how many episodes it'll be, but we're just going to approach it open the door up, really get into it a little bit, get our, get our, get down elbows deep in it, see where we're at with it. And then I'm going to make my arguments around why I think we really are. It's really important for us to consider running as a movement practice and then give you some practical tips on how to see it that way, how it will revolutionize and change your running, bring insights to your life that running can provide that maybe you aren't focusing on as much or don't recognize as much. Um, and we'll, unpack that in a lot more detail. Um, future episodes will be around, um, uh, I have a series planned on the beautiful race, um, a concept I've been talking about recently, um, and a wide variety of other things that, I'm, um, that I would consider under the, the uh, rubric of um, foundations. So hopefully you guys are excited. I hope that uh, this is something that you will be looking forward to each week or every other week. And um, between now and then, if you've got anything you want to reach out to me, have any insights, any ideas, um, my athletes at Tell Us have already have a litany of particular episodes they'd like me to unpack, things as varied as master's running to uh, hormonal stuff to sleep um, to weight training and strength training, um, and we're going to get around to all that stuff. So if you have a particular uh, area you'd like us to cover or want me to cover, um, just reach out to me. You can reach me at Sisson. S-I-S-S-O-N at telosrunning.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And I'm looking forward to continuing to share um, my experience on this running journey. And hopefully you'll be able to, you'll have, you'll have an interest in sharing um, your own running journey. So between now and two weeks, Godspeed, my friends. Godspeed. Oh, and one more thing. I need to thank Michael Kratch from uh, Atreyu for the fantastic soundtrack that starts and ends this episode and will be um, used throughout the episodes of the new Running On Purpose podcast. Uh, Michael created two different soundtracks for me that I'm so excited to uh, to use. They he he just he just hit the brief perfectly. So I want to thank Michael for his uh, willingness to provide his own creativity to this new project. As just as he creates and and provides so much creativity for the Keep Going podcast, so again, thank you, Michael. Hat tip to you. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs>